Hi, everyone. This is Becky. I live in San Francisco Bay Area. I want to thank Lorraine for asking me to share. Um, I think um, sharing um, and doing service uh, just really helps my recovery. And I hope that in my story, um, and and many of you probably have heard my story, I I hope that my story will uh, reach someone that understands that it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. I've been abstinent about around 18 years, and I um, have had back-to-back abstinent 18 years because the first 24, 25 years, I just went up and down, up and down. Um, I The highest number I saw on the scale was 355 pounds. I've been weighing between 135 and 137 for the last uh, probably 17 years. I actually, when I came back in, even though I saw the highest number on the scale at 355, I came back in about 300 uh, pounds, and it took me a little over a year and a half. Um, I told my sponsor that getting to 175 or 180 was fine with me. Anything that, you know, was under 200, but she said, no, you know, you're just going to keep weighing and measuring your food until you're at a healthy body weight for your height. And I'm five, five and I haven't shrunk. (laughs) I'm surprised I haven't shrunk yet, but I don't want to. So 5'5", five, five, around 136, 137, and I weigh myself and check in every single week. Um, I, I say I, I weigh and measure my food because when I first came into OA, I figured that eating um, abstinent food was, was good enough, was good enough. So I ate vegetables, I ate fruit. But I didn't eat three weighed and measured meals. I kind of ate all day long, and I figured it was okay, long as it was fruit, vegetables, protein. And um, I would get to about 190, and I would say, oh, that's good enough. I always told myself, oh, that's good enough. And then slowly I would (laughs) introduce Uh, foods back into my food plan, you know, a little of this, a little of that. I don't think for the first 24 years, I really understood that food was an addiction. I came in um, and I heard everyone say compulsive overeater. And I thought, I'm not really a compulsive overeater because I was a grazer. I like to eat all day a little of this, a little of that, but my mouth was always busy, always busy. I had a lot of resentments around the fact that I had this weight issue and food issue because I came from a family of six girls, and I was the only food addict. That, that's what I resonate with is a food addiction. Uh, being uh, addicted to certain foods that I just could never get enough of. And when I wasn't eating them, I was thinking about them all the time. And I was pretty angry. I thought maybe I was adopted because why do I have five sisters 
that that don't have this um, obesity, you know, that doesn't seem right. And I didn't find that many baby pictures of me. So for sure, I thought, gee, I don't think I come from this family. There's, There's just no way. But I did. I don't know if my mom got tired of taking pictures or whatever, because I was the fifth youngest. So I had, you know, uh, four older sisters and then the younger sister came. And um, I was resentful towards the younger sister because I knew my mom was told she was 42 when she had her. She was told by the doctor um, that she shouldn't gain weight with the pregnancy. It wouldn't be a good idea. So my mom actually lost weight with her last pregnancy. And I always say to myself, why couldn't that have been me? You know, why couldn't it have been me? Because that, that young sister, she was like the total opposite. The, all, the four older ones were all a normal weight. None of them had any weight issues, but the younger one was thick then. When she stood sideways, you could hardly see her. She was told constantly how thin she was. And I had to listen to this all the time. And I said, damn it, it's because she, my mom couldn't eat, but she must have ate like a pig when she was pregnant with me. that the, 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 Those are the thoughts that I carried in my head. And then going to school when you're chubby is very painful. I, I wish I had that story where, um, gee, I didn't become a food addict towards food until the older years, but that wasn't the case. I was always thinking about food, always wanting food, always sneaking food. Um, However, my mom was worried and felt bad, so she didn't want me to go through high school overweight. And back in those days, I was only, well, 30 pounds overweight at the most, so I went to a diet doctor and took uh, Black Beauties. You know, back then, they were really, uh, they were like taking uh, meth or beans, you know, Benny's. And um, I lost 35 pounds, and I was the weight I am now. And I went through all four years of high school at this weight, and there would be times when my weight would go up a few pounds, and then I would eat a lot of hard-boiled eggs, and I, uh, you know, would maintain it, maintain it through the drugs that they had in schools. I'd buy drugs to maintain my weight. After I got married to the first husband, my weight, I wasn't pregnant until the third year. And then when I did get pregnant, I figured all bets are off. I always say that about my dogs when I'm out walking them and they see a squirrel. They practically pull me to the ground. It's like all bets are off. It's like they want that damn squirrel. When I was pregnant, I figured, shit, you're going to get big. You're going to get big. So you just might as well eat what the hell you want. Oh, my God. I ended up at Stanford Hospital um, because I got so heavy, I gained 100 pounds in pregnancy. After I had the baby, um, I had married an alcoholic, nice-looking alcoholic, but that's all there was to him. He, he had an allergic reaction to alcohol. And I was his punching bag. I was his punching bag. He took everything out on me. 
he didn't want me to be fat. He wanted me to get that bypass stomach operation where you rip out. And this was all new back then where they took 13 feet of your stomach out. And I just had my girlfriend's sister. She was 23. She had that stomach surgery and she died. She died. She got blood clots and, and she you know, she died. It was a new surgery. I mean, this was like years ago. Um, I refused to get that surgery. There was no way I was going to get that surgery. And after going to my uh, sister, my girlfriend's uh, sister's funeral, uh, she left behind a, a, a two-year-old. And um, it was very sad, very sad. As the years went on, I... Uh, left the husband that beat me constantly. Um, I got tired. He he would be drunk, and he just didn't remember that he beat me up. And I would show up at my parents' house all bruised. I uh, decided that I was going to go to OA. I had heard about OA, and I said, I'm going to get a new me. I'm going to get a new me. I'm going to lose weight. I had hair down to my waist. I'm going to cut my hair, lose weight. I'm going to get myself a, a new husband. So I got myself another husband. Um, what happened, though, he turned out to be a heroin addict, and I had no idea he was a heroin addict. And... Um, I was, you know, I, I, I drank like anybody else, young kids do, but I certainly wasn't into hard drugs. Um, I was very, very, very much into smoking pot. I mean, I loved the way pot made me feel. So all through OA, many, many, many times I lost 100 pounds, even though I was stoned all the time. I just figured if I ate vegetables when I got hungry from being stoned, it it would be fine. And I still lost weight. There was always that justification. You know, I, I can justify that I'm going to keep my pots. You know, I'm not telling my sponsor. I'm not telling anybody. I'm keeping my pot and I'm smoking it. And I'll eat carrots if I want, you know. So, so that total surrender abstinent it never happened in the first 24 years there there was just no way it was going to be my way and it wasn't going to be the 12-step way it was going to be my way so I continued on um, I, I ended up doing heroin I ended up getting hepatitis I ended up getting very sick I left my daughter from the first marriage at my parents house all the time all the time because I was busy on the streets. You know, I had my daughter young and I was so young that I just felt like I didn't sow my oats and that I needed, there was so much partying to do and so much of everything to do. But then I got sick and um, anyhow, that, that didn't last. I moved on to another uh, uh, weight loss of another 100 pounds again after gaining 100 back. I would say, not that it matters to anybody on the phone, but I, I got to 355. I never stayed at that number, but five minutes. I've heard people say they lose weight and they only got to a goal weight and they were only there five minutes. I would say I lived at 
235. I got to 355. When I got there, I couldn't get up off the ground. I couldn't bathe. Um, I was limited to two or three outfits. Um, it, it was terrible. I mean, trying to get up off the, uh, off the ground, say I'm at the park and I'm sitting in the grass. Oh, my God. I had to have people help me. It was like someone put bricks in my pants. I mean, I couldn't believe how hard it was to get up off the, gra- the ground because so immediately, oh, my God, immediately I started to go back to OA. OA, I always felt, was the answer. I went there to get the food plan, to get motivated by the speakers. I wasn't there to surrender. No way. It, it, again, I wanted to be in control. So I went and lost 100 pounds for the third time. And this time, half of my hair fell out. I um, was in a hurry, in a hurry um, to meet another husband, you know. And it, it's, it's like insanity, doing the same thing over and over. And this time, this husband, um, he, he couldn't stand fat people. Oh, my God. He, he could not stand fat people. So when he met me, I wasn't at the lowest I am now. I was maybe 20 pounds more. I didn't look terrible, but, you know, I was a probably a, a, a size 12. I'm a size 6 and 8 now, but I was probably a size 12, which was acceptable to this new husband. And he was super clean cut, very sharp dresser, didn't, wasn't an alcoholic, didn't smoke, <coughs> didn't do drugs. And um, I got bored with him, and he knew I didn't love him. And he knew after uh, uh, less than a year that I knew I made a mistake, and I wanted Gentle a divorce. Gentle reminder, five minutes. Okay, so wrapping it up, I stayed with that marriage 15 years. And to wrap it up, what, what's changed? That was my life before. What happened 18 years ago in the last five minutes I guess I, I, I God had a different plan for me I got married again and I've been married 22 years now and I'm married to someone that's not an addict doesn't smoke, doesn't drink never, do, never you know doesn't do drugs, very very clean cut, you would say maybe more of a nerd more of a uh, tech person, you know, in the tech field. Long story short, I gained 100 pounds back after I married this last um, husband. And he looked at me and he said, I will go to OA meetings with you. And I said, you will go? He goes, yep. He goes, otherwise you're going to die. He goes, you're so big. And you've gotten so big with me. So he started to go to meetings with me. And I just kept listening to everybody talk about the big book and the steps. And I said, how come I've never really done the big book? How come I've really never done the steps? How come I've never gone through the steps? And that's what changed my life. I started to understand with the big book by substituting the word alcohol for food addiction, 
Then the book spoke to me. I felt like I thought like Bill. I ate the way Bill drank, and I was obsessed about food the way Bill was. I mean, I always had food on my mind. Um, when I started to sponsor, that really opened and changed the doors for me because I loved helping somebody else with my addiction. I absolutely saw myself in them. I saw that I was in the boat and they were out of the boat and they were drowning and I was extending my hand to help them. And that's what really worked for me was doing service. I did one big book study after another, after another, after another. So for the last 19 years, I've never left um, the meetings. I've never left OA. I've always continued to do the steps. Um, I notice that I'm a very angry, resentful person, and I have to work every day at giving it to God and looking at my part in it. That is something I never thought that I would ever do is to look at how self-centered, how self-seeking I am and how I can't afford to be like that. According to the big book, you know, no addict can afford to to live in resentment. It's like poison. And um, I just do what I'm told to do. I, I do what my sponsor tells me to do. I help others. Um, I don't leave the meetings. I think the topic I'd like to talk about tonight that really changed me was acceptance. I finally accepted that I'm never going to be a normal eater. You know, they always say once a cucumber turns into a pickle, it doesn't matter how they you can't go back to being a cucumber. I had to accept uh, steps one, two, and three. I had to turn over to the care of God all of my life, all of my decisions, all of my fears. And, you know, I really don't go around talking about God to anybody because I'm really not a a church person. I don't. I won't even walk into a church. I, I'm not comfortable with pre- preachers or anybody in a church talking about damnation and hell and this and that. I like that OA or the big book says, pick a God of your own understanding. Pick a God that understands you, loves you, and that's who my God is, and it doesn't have to be a religious God. But for today... I live in the moment. I I try to give my fears and ask God to help me think the way he'd want me to think. Everything seems to really work. But, you know, in the 18 years, I've had deaths of dogs, deaths of two sisters, deaths of my doctor that was treating me for um, panic attacks. And you know what? You don't have to pick up. Because they like, like if a person's on heart medicine or is a diabetic, are you going to stop doing that? My food has to be important and that it's always, I take my food wherever I go. Um, I don't think about food except for my three meals. But I just thought it would wrap up by saying that, um, you know, uh, accepting that you're never going to be a normal eater and letting go of the resentment that you are and you do have a problem. 
with food addiction, that's not the worst thing in the world. Because when I was out today walking through a, a, a street fair and I saw people in wheelchairs, I said, wouldn't they give up everything if they could walk like me? Wouldn't a blind man... Oh, okay. You know, I, I just want to say, when a blind man give up sugar and flour and weigh and measure his food, if he could give him his eyesight, well, God gave me my eyesight and he gave me my legs. But he gave me the 12 steps and a program that I can use to live live by. And, and so I'm pretty grateful for what I have. So anyhow, if, uh, I'd like to close and I'll leave my number after the recording is stopped. All right.